But so I, I look at it, whole point of this fucking story. It says 1107. And then I look at my clock and it says 1111. And immediately I hear 7-Eleven, 7-Eleven, 7 even backdo little joke. Yeah, hey, kid. Look at you singing. That's totally going to be the cold open. Oh, God, no. I didn't mean to do that. Now it's you singing. It's... uh... Well, hello and welcome to Bromancing the Stone. It's the podcast for myself, Renee Sanchez. And my good buddy, Max Lyon. What's up? Watch Rob Cobbs and then record our thoughts and post them on the internet for the tens and tens of listeners. Listening pleasure. And Dude. Max, how are you doing today? You got through that without laughing. I am so fucking proud of you. <laughs> you held Thank that you. laugh in for so long. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> uh. professional. I'm good. I'm good, buddy. It's a beautiful day out. It actually looks like spring. I look down in the park and I see like that hint of green where grass used to be. And I'm like, oh my God, life is coming back. Dog, spring has sprung, man. I love it. It's so beautiful. Oh God, getting through the winters in Chicago, man. That's always like, that's the tough part. And then once you make it through... Once you make it through, man, the reward is plentiful, bountiful. Mm, mm. And, and I was, I, I'm always surprised every year, but I don't know why. Every year there's something else that I see that's always marks like the first day that Chicagoans get back outside. And every year it's something else. Like one year it's like, it's the first day I see people in shorts and it's like 50 degrees and it's in February and it's like, people are already wearing shorts. Fuck it. It's sunny. And it's above negative 12. We're going out short. Mm-hmm. This year, yesterday, I looked down at the, the fields in the park. I see the hint of green. And I'm like, oh, look at that. Spring's happening. Right as I see that. Right as I think that. Wedding gown. Walking through the park. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, and there it is. There's Chicago for you. Like the moment we have nice weather. It's wedding season. <laughs> And speaking of weddings, we watched the movie Plus One this week. Yeah. And this movie is about a shit ton of weddings that happen in one summer. Uh, and two people who traverse through all these weddings and interpersonal dynamics occur <laughs> between the two of them. You know, let's just go to Wikipedia. Let's let Wikipedia explain what this movie's about. Really. Uh, so, Plus One is a 2019 American romantic comedy film written, directed, and produced by Jeff Chan and Andrew Reimer. Starring Maya Erskine, uh, Jack Quaid, Beck Bennett, Rosalind Chow, Perry Reeves, and Ed Begley Jr., the film follows two longtime single friends who agree to be each other's plus one at every wedding that they're invited to that summer. Sounds and sounds fun and exhausting. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was released at the Tribeca Film Festival 
uh, its world premiere was April 28th of 2019. And it won the Narrative Audience Award. And then it was released on June 14th, 2019. What the fuck is the Narrative Audience Award? Uh, it's an, an award at the Tribeca Film Festival. Is it is that a descriptor? Like, what is it describing? Narrative audience? Yeah, like, the probably the audience's favorite movie, and it was in the narrative form. Oh, yeah, I can see else. that. Yeah, that's probably it. There are box office stats, although I think they just played it in, like, a theater maybe for a week or two in, like, New York, and then it just went straight to streaming. But there are there is a box office total, so I'll ask you, how much did this make in the box office? You said it only appeared in New York. I mean, I don't know if it only appeared in New York, but my assumption, based on the total, is that it was only in like a few theaters here and there, and then like, but they already planned to go straight to streaming. I'm gonna say seven million. And like lowballing <laughs> the shit out of it. Uh, $23,443. What? That's why I said only a few theaters. I thought I was lowballing it. If it has like a nationwide release from like Paramount Pictures or like one of the big studios. Still, I figured was... you're selling tickets for six, seven, eight bucks a pop. All you need is, you know, a couple 10,000 people. But it's not people. in theaters all over the fucking Asia. It's literally like five theaters, maybe three showings at a time for like maybe a week or two. I know, but I was thinking of like, if it was New York, like we were assuming I was picturing like this massive population doing that. So uh, not everyone in New York saw this film. Doc. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now I know. Yeah. Um, and then Rotten Tomatoes has given it a score. What do you think the score is on Rotten Tomatoes for this film? Mm, 56%. 88%. Nice. It is certified fresh off of 64 reviews. Uh, the co- critics consensus plus one reinvigorates the rom-com with an entertaining outing elevated by well-matched leads and a story that embraces and transcends genre cliches. Yeah. I I agree with that consensus. Um, Kevin Marr of the Times in the UK uh, gave it a four out of five. He wrote, a lack of originality is compensated for by charm and committed performances in the sweetly beguiling revamp of the Four Weddings formula. Yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't totally agree with the unoriginality, but yeah. I mean, a lot of people are comparing it to like the four weddings and because it's like, yeah, people talking shit about the weddings and, you know, they're the singles crowd and but yeah, too old. Yeah, there were definitely some recycled yeah. ideas, but I mean, you know, like Peter Bradshaw, the Guardian and UK, he wrote a bad review, two out of five, saying it's a formulaic mashup of four weddings and a funeral and my best friend's wedding. Um <laughs> <laughs> But Wendy Eyed of the Observer in the UK wrote Erskine uh, with her earthly chuckle and precision tooth comic timing is the real discovery here. 
She's a smutty, sniggering joy in the role, and I can't wait to see what she does next. And then Angie Han of Mashable wrote, Therein lies the brilliance of Plus One. All of this feels like it's really happening. Yeah. Yes. That's very true. <laughs> that was that was exactly what I that was like my biggest takeaway from it. Like that it was it it was like watching after all the rom-coms we've watched now and my own personal experience with rom-coms mostly being like <coughs> early 2000s maximum. This was like this was so much more relatable. It felt yes. so much more real life. Yeah. Than anything was, I've seen. Because it was just like the, like, it was so of the moment, like, and we're, even though we're in our early 30s now, and this wedding rush for me was almost like a decade ago at this point. But yeah, yeah like, it felt very real. Like, I've been through that, and at the same time, going through that all, like, at once. And yeah. so everything felt very real. <laughs> like, felt very of the moment. And felt very, like, the life obstacles that I've just gotten over or just currently encountering. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean... It really did, I think, a decent job of acknowledging that, like, you're always kind of in a state of transition. Like, you're always growing. You're not, it's not about finding a state of perfect, like he says in the movie, like, getting to a constant state. It's just acknowledging, like, that's who I was. This is who I am. I don't know who the fuck I can be, but we'll find out. Mm-hmm. And... I want to go slightly back before we get more into the film, but do you remember when, like, did you have a, a summer or like a period of time where you went to a shit ton of weddings all in like one short period of time? I don't know that I ever had like the, what seems to be the stereotype in those types of wedding movies. I don't know that I ever had like a specific summer that was crammed in. Um, I, they've always been kind of scattered throughout my twenties. And, but it seemed like every fucking summer or every year, at least there was one <laughs> <laughs> and several of them. <laughs> I shouldn't be saying this in the same breath and tone, but several of them, I was in the, the actual groomsman party for <laughs> which was enjoyable but like after a while it's like all right this is getting a little exhausting <laughs> there were three consecutive summers like after college i would say maybe the first or second starting the first or second summer after college and then each preceding one so 2012 through 2014 that I say over those summers, I probably went to like seven weddings, like of, of close friends. Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. And like, I was, there's two weddings, one where I was a groomsman and that was in August. 
and then I performed the ceremony for one in September, literally a month later. So Jesus. Yeah, it was I, I went so hard at that August wedding though that I didn't drink at the September wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. That's yeah. hard. Jesus. Yeah, that's how that's how hard I, I was now like one beer is hard. I was literally Alice blackout drunk at the first wedding <laughs> in the very beginning of the movie. Did you Which black out while I was up there? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I just. Oh, yeah. Weddings whole, like now in our thirties, like looking back yeah. at that weddings, like there's definitely a part of me that still kind of like wants the the pleasure that came from going to those things. But now in my 30s, I look back and go, God, that shit gets exhausting as fuck and just feels so unbearable right now. Yes. And that's the thing. Like, in at that time of life, it was perfect. It was like, hell yes. yeah, I'll travel all the way to wherever the fuck to go for a free party. Like, of course, this makes complete sense. And now the thought of going to a wedding... <laughs> is real tough it's just so much like, involved <laughs> yeah i think katie's wedding is probably like my retirement yeah wedding. yeah unless it's like someone real close to me it's like because there's gonna be a lot of declines that's what we i mean yeah. I, didn't we say that at the wedding we were calling it we were sitting there like watching the sunset and shit while the music is playing we're like this is a good way to end things like this is a good way to yeah, go out is, to end like the whole wedding attending yeah. thing yeah you know i mean well because at that yeah. ceremony we know that was like i think for me at least that was the first one that i really started to admit to myself like i'm getting too old for this shit like <laughs> it was like part of me still really enjoys this but the other part was it was finally like accepting like ooh, i don't really want to get plastered out of my mind or you know what? I kind of just want to sit here. I don't want to dance my whole night away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, luckily I have friends that stay in their relationships. Like they're all still married and shoot. Like, yeah. Another reason for us to root for their success. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Like there's I'm too old to go to another wedding. I, I could, there's five kids I can think of out of the three marriages I'm thinking of, like off the top of my head. Damn. Like, <laughs> so. Damn. Yeah, my friends are getting Lucky. up there too. Yeah. Actually, Chris yeah. is coming on to uh, uh, kid number two, and he might be born like right around, if not during our fantasy baseball draft next weekend <laughs> so yeah, i we got a fantasy baseball draft next week yeah yeah Literally a week from when we're recording this yeah oh yeah oh yeah good time. i'm getting excited oh, baseball man. is back god i've missed baseball maybe we should do another baseball rom-com like we did bull durham Ooh, yeah we should we should i mean i already know of one and off the top of my head but it's <laughs> we could talk about that at the end of the podcast but right now we're talking about plus one <laughs> um, so yeah like they're right at the the two main characters Ben and Alice played fantastically by Jack Quaid and Maya Erskine but 
they're right at the tail end of that age where you're willing to go to these weddings. Yeah, do they know? do do we ever get their ages established? We ne- they never actually tell us, right? Well, they mentioned that they've known each other for ten years. Since college. They mentioned a dorm. So and they and since college. So my guess is freshman year they met in the dorm, so they're probably twenty eight. Okay. If we're talking ten years from when they met a freshman year, eighteen, twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah, feels about right. Yeah, they're coming yeah. up on that that tail end that we were starting to feel at Katie's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Except we were thirty-two. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, or thirty-one because we lost a year. <laughs> That's true. It's not about the numbers. It's not about twenty twenty. Really feels like it was like a daylight savings time thing, where it's just like yeah. We sprung forward and like gave up that hour. I, we sprung forward and gave up that year. I feel like it made me so much older in so many ways, but then in other ways, I feel like I got robbed like five years. Yeah. It's really fucking weird. Like there's a part where it's just like, I lost a year of my prime, but at the same time, you also feel like it was almost like halftime in life and you're just like, all right, yeah, the second half. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's uh, yeah that's a very good way to put it it has kind of felt like a timeout where it's just like all right it's time to reevaluate like everything take a moment take it all in yeah yeah and there's a lot of self-evaluation that has to go on with the characters in plus one mm-hmm. you know they have to figure things out uh initially alice is going through a tough breakup and uh, Ben is really, really picky about women. Yeah. And mostly it's out of fear because he's w- witnessed the disso- dissolution of two marriages from with his dad. And it's, that's a very, yeah. I know that firsthand. Me um, too. I know I initially didn't want to drink as a human. Like I, I planned on never as a drinking. Human. Yeah, I know. But like when I was in high school or just in general, like growing up, I witnessed my dad and my older brother. They were extremely like they were not good drunks. They were right. They could be like abusive as drunks. So. So you had this lovely example. I had this idea of like, what do you drink? you know, you get violent and, you know, everything else. So I don't want to do that. I don't want to inflict that pain on other people. So I immediately was like, well, I'm never drinking. Mm-hmm. And then I realized in college, oh, it's more of an extension of who you are. And then I realized I'm just not a dick. So <laughs> I can go ahead and drink. Yeah. And then I learned that um, I'm just very... very honest and arms wide open when i'm drunk as you should be i mean that's as we see from this movie like that's a good way to be that's what more people need to be i would say i'm like when i'm drunk i'm kind of like alice in this movie (laughs) (laughs) i could just be just saying stupid as shit well, Alice was pretty. <laughs> Alice was pretty fucking around. hilarious. So, oh my gosh, Maya Erskine was fantastic in this film, and 
much like Selma Hayek and Foles Rush In is the perfect partner for me. Yeah. I could also see myself with Alice in this film. Yeah, I mean, she's, I love, she's cool. I, she's cool as shit, and I love the jokes and just, like, the put-downs and everything, because she says it with the perfect amount of, like, where you're offended, but you know she's still joking. Yeah. But you, at the same time, she's still being real. It, it, like, you're not horribly, like, fuck you. Right, right. <laughs> you're just, like... How? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it keeps you honest. It brings you back down yeah. to earth a little bit. Keeps you on your toes. Yeah. And I need that. Yeah, I think we all do. I think that's that's part of finding that connection. I mean, I guess some people, if if that's not your idea of connection or like you really don't need that. But I think that can be part of the connection where you find someone that like balances you out, keeps you honest, keeps you on your toes. But you know, also is there for you when you really need it. Mm-hmm. And, and Ben really needs that too, because Ben likes to let his head get in the clouds. Yeah. Fuck. I felt mm-hmm. so fucking hard with Ben throughout this movie. It was, <laughs> I, I mean, I loved it. I loved seeing it. Like it was so refreshing to see all of the like self analysis and random shit that happens in my head spelled out so eloquently and like (laughs) perfectly by a character. And like, it was so comforting, honestly, to see that. I was like, I'm not crazy. Yes, there are others. (laughs) This is my third time watching this film. I've watched it a couple times on Hulu. It's on Hulu for everyone. You should definitely watch this. Spoiler, but. You know, um, we should probably do that when we announce the movie. We should look up how it's available. That might not yeah, be. Yeah, usually idea. we drop, we just drop it and and just discussion. But yeah. No, I mean like for next week's episode, for example, so they know where to watch it. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I, I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're still on air. Anyway, I anyway. forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, my hair looks like a fucking wig, dude. It's your so hair looks right fucking bomb. It's a, it I've looks, been staring at it this whole fucking time. It's hilarious. I literally have the most Kentucky waterfall. Kentucky waterfall. Like, how are you not wearing camo right now? I don't know how I don't have a dip in my lower lip right now. Yeah, that too. Mountain Dew in your hand. Shotgun rack behind you. Goddamn raccoons. I'm not alone. (laughs) (laughs) I need to clean the raccoons out of the trash cans. They're they're getting in my... my backdoor situation. Oh God, I forgot she said that. <laughs> yeah, I have a hairy, a hairy ass, ass and vagina. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's just an example of some of the dialogue in this film, which is so good. The jokes in the first half of the film are so so good, and, quick, and it's just 
and they're delivered perfectly by Maya Erskine. Like she does, and then even Jack Quaid is hilarious with his like dry delivery too. Yeah, um, yeah, I liked him in this a lot. I mean, yeah, I usually like was, him and stuff I see him in, but yeah, he was totally charming in this film, and he is the offspring of Dennis Quaid. And Meg Ryan. I had no fucking idea. He told me that before so, the movie. Holy fuck. I yeah. had no idea. So we got some rom-com royalty. Yeah. Meg Ryan's son dry yeah. is now on here. So I can definitely see where but, his dry humor comes from, too. Like his delivery in some of those lines I was picking up on. Like, yeah, yeah. I can see the Meg Ryan coming out on that. <laughs> yeah. But going back to what we were talking about, Ben... And I mentioned that I had seen this movie a couple times before this. When I watched this film, I thought like you and Ben were very similar. God damn it. And, oh, it's so and, true. Oh, God damn it. I know. And I'm just, I'm glad you've seen it now and you agree with me. Like, yeah, Ben and Max are very similar. It's eerie, right? It's like, it's okay. Yeah. Like yeah. all the way down to the little like the little argument that never ends when they go to the engagement party. Like I feel like that was you two years ago. The argument that never ends. Like when they go to the engagement party for the gay guys. Oh, and he's like and she just wants it to like be over and like stops him yeah, before the, the wedding the and gift he's like thing. Yeah. Well oh, like, I feel God. like that was you that in was, the last yeah. apartment. In the last apartment. Yes. Before the one you're in now. Yes. Oh so my god. Let's, there let's were, say it that way. There were so many um, there were so many weddings that I like honestly when you were asking about weddings, those were like some of the horror stories that popped into my head. Like as the later weddings in my like late twenties and very early thirties. Yeah, early thirty. I guess thirty one. Yeah. Thirty and thirty one. Those were the memories I still have fresh because it's like I didn't enjoy a single one of them because of shit like that, where I was just like so in my own head and stressed out by my own doing. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And so, like I said, it feels know, good to know I'm not crazy. At least there's others. <laughs> well, I love the initial, just the initial friendship that they have. Yeah. You know, and, I think they set that up well, the fact that he's holding the bucket for her as she's puking. Like, despite the whole, you know, she's drunk and she's kind of mean to him and he's dismissive of her and doesn't really want to take care of her. At the same time, you see that they care about each other yeah, and that they're friends with each other because she keeps going to his room and he wants to tell her the speech because get her approval of it. And he's holding the bucket for her when she's puking. So you see the intimacy there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good setup. Even though you also set up the whole, they like to yap at each other and and make fun of each other. And so at that next wedding, you know, when they decide on the arrangement after (laughs) she, (laughs) she wants to cuddle and then he tells her the boner politics. (laughs) <laughs> which is very true it's so it's true. very true it's so true you know i i i look at it this way if i'm in that situation with the girl and she's about to cuddle i'm basically going to ask for consent in this way 
look, if you if we, if we spoon and I'm big spoon, I'm going to get a boner. There's no if ands or buts about that. Like it's just going to happen. So do you consent <laughs> to be little spoon? <laughs> And having a motor somewhere around your butt area. You know what? It's I think it's even simpler than consent. It's just more of like, just know what you're really actually getting yourself into. Like, <laughs> this is a fact that that's probably going to happen. And and as <laughs> and as he says, like, if it doesn't happen, you can't read into that either. Like, you can't... yeah, <laughs> you can read into it and think you're ugly. <laughs> The way he fucking explained that whole scene, I was like, yes, that's the inner fucking monologue I constantly have. And most of the time <laughs> yeah. it's not inner. It's it's very much outer too. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, Max would have that. God damn it. And God then... damn it. <laughs> At least but I can then... identify this stuff now. It's 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 progress. So thank you for introducing me you're to welcome. this. <laughs> But as the what I'm what I like about how they set up them getting together is that the situations that push them together are like highly emotional. Yeah, because Ben gets asked to be the best man at his dad's next wedding. Mm hmm. And it's also they're coming up to uh, Alice's little sister's wedding. And yep. so she's feeling more alone than ever. And then she also gets reminded about Nate by that random couple who should see her at the bar. God, fucking know. fuck those people. I'm OK. Let's get this out there right now. Stop asking people about their fucking relationship and then reacting to it with. Oh, but I liked you guys together. You know what? I bet she did too, you stupid fucks. Why are you saying yeah. that? Nobody's asking you. What's done is done. That's it. Yeah. Public I, service the announcement. The proper response is, oh, that sucks. Fuck them. Are you okay? You want to grab a no, drink? You, Let's do shots. Yeah. <laughs> no, you say, oh, that sucks. Fuck them. And then you gauge their reaction. <laughs> like, maybe they're just like, oh, no, we're still friends. Okay. But yeah, they're, they're nice. I'm just kidding. <laughs> or they're just like, yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Shots. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, see, I go humor. Yeah. Um, to, to break the, the tension. Um, you certainly either way you don't increase the humor or you don't increase the tension like they did like yes oh, but exactly. i liked you guys to get shut up shut up you dumb broad Jesus. anyway so that pushes them to go get absolutely wasted and then they get lost and, or they don't get on the shuttle to get back to their hotel yeah so and they have to walk through this town they don't know and then that leads to the, the graveyard. Yeah, I like how that's another kind of like um, like a, a cutesy way of making their dynamic unique is that all of these, all of their like special scenes, all of the scenes where something noteworthy happened between them always happen in a strange, like unorthodox location. 
Mm-hmm. So like their first their first sex scene is the graveyard or like yeah. their big discussion about him fucking up and then uh you know her still choosing um her ex over him is outside of the bathroom at at one of the weddings. You know what I mean? That scene towards mm-hmm. the end. What's the ex's name? Nate. Nate. Fucking Nate. There's always a fucking Nate. God. Yep. Um, just like shit like that, where it was like, I noticed stuff like that that wasn't as orthodox rom com, which was kind of cool. Like all of their, all of their dynamic happened in very like, like realistic location. I guess not realistic, but like you know what I mean. Like you can see it happening yeah. a lot easier than like something fancy and amazing and rom com yeah, like even the development of their relationship, like throughout yeah. going to all these weddings, you can see their rapport right. building even more than at the very beginning because they're actually spending time together and spending more and more time together. And as they're spending more time together, they realize this is something different than than they thought, even if they're not really looking for it. And then, yeah, and then basically, you know, well, I mean, that is kind of wrong, but walking through like a small town, downtown area at night. That that part of it. Yeah, that's very rom com But then like but then they go from that to a graveyard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. That's, that's interesting. OK. Or like it, like even the other the bathroom scene, like the scene before that is him showing up to the wedding that he said he couldn't go to with flowers mm-hmm. And then she shows up with her ex that he, she's been spending the whole movie trying to get over. And then he like gives the flowers away, makes up an excuse and gets out of the situation and then shows up outside of the wedding, outside a fucking bathroom. Like just awkwardly yeah. looking at her like, and then she's like, do you, do you need to use the ladies room? Or? <laughs> and then, yeah, that part yeah. is like, yeah. Yeah. It, I, I like, that part by the restroom like not to jump ahead of yeah i didn't mean know, to jump ahead my bad. and everything else i mean fuck it like we can go whatever order we want to go but i love the speech he gives there the speech is the appropriate amount of what it needs to be i love that speech yeah just the fact that it was just the proper amount of putting it on himself the proper amount of, you know, letting her know how special she is to him, the place she holds in his life. And then the at the very end, basically dropping the I love you and the way he dropped I love you. And he's like, and fuck me for not for being too late on this. But Alice, I love you. And that like that line and the way it was set up it was just like oh that that's that's well done that's yeah. well written yeah cuz it was a succinct way of putting everything but it was still real it was it seemed genuine and from the heart it wasn't some big beautiful rehearsed eloquent speech you know that's typical to rom-coms it was it was the speech but it was it was real and that was and also to acknowledge that she said she loved him and he didn't reciprocate it he didn't say it back and that's how you know that breakup that's why it hurt so much yeah he acknowledged it 
and also reciprocated it. And it was just like that. That's huge and needed to be done. Which I mean, like kudos to him for fucking doing that. Like that's huge. He fucking bore his soul. He said what needed to be said. And of course you have expectations. Of course you want it to go in your favor. But then when it doesn't, he like, I don't know. You can tell it fucking hurts the hell out of him. But it's not like he's sitting there going, but how could you fucking choose him over me? Which we're all thinking, but. (laughs) I mean, she doesn't necessarily choose him. She doesn't necessarily say it's too late or anything else like that. It's just Nate shows up and she went to the wedding with Nate. Right. That's a so like. But then but then she walks away and says goodbye. And it's like it just it has that rom-com feel of like, oh, she's she's saying goodbye by choosing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Like Nate kind of pulls her away, too, because it's just like he knows about Ben. He was initially cordial at the very beginning. But when he says, hey, what up, dude? The mm-hmm. dude part was just like, okay, <laughs> you know, we, I get it. Like it, it's it's freezing between you and I. I get it. He calls but, him big guy too. That is, yeah, I yeah. fucking hate that. <laughs> Anytime I've ever been called big guy, I've wanted to slap him in the throat. <laughs> like, oh man, imagine being you know big like me. And then you get you get a lot of like boss, but a big man. Like that bothers you, boss. You, that's just what you hear, you know. God. Oh, hey, boss. Like, or you know, oh, excuse me, big man. Like, oh, you know, like, you know, and every time someone like tries to walk by in like a crowded area, just like, oh, excuse me, big man. You know. Oh yeah, that would be that would be fucking offending. I mean, it's just it is what it is. Like that, literally every time someone walks, uh, oh, excuse me, boss. Like. Hey, things like that well a lot of a lot of like lakeview lincoln park depaul type people say boss when they're in those bars too so it's just (laughs) like their lingo but you know it he has to give that speech because he gets freaked out at the little sister's wedding after they banged in the graveyard and they go to Hawaii and I get that. Why do you have to go to Hawaii? I get the gay guys. Like we get introduced to the friends who, by the way, are fantastic. Yeah. I loved the whole Hawaii part of this film. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was really nice. And then on top of that, I love when they do the whole, like, you know, Ben, Ben King, Alice Mori and like they do the whole yeah. like, thing and then she ruins the whole sketch by saying to the cab driver, hey, the last time he and I hung out, he had his little penis inside me. God. <laughs> and his reaction, just like every other scene, he's just like, okay. Like he just yeah, just like everything stops in its tracks. <laughs> it's just and also the fact that she calls it a penisaurus is the funniest shit to me. Yeah, yeah, Pinosaurus. That's a good one. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, me either. I mean, that is and, that is f- so equal parts funny and equal parts like little boy degrading. 
Like yeah. it instantly brings you back down to being like six years old or something. Like, yeah. Oh, your little penisaurus. God damn it. And we're done. I mean, <laughs> well, the one of the last things he said to her before they, they meet there is he goes, uh, well, cool, cool sex. <laughs> 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 Which is also another fantastic line in this film. There's so many good lines in this film. There are. <laughs> but then, there are. <laughs> But then you meet the friend, the gay friends, and they're hilarious. Um, and you know, talk about the whole overthinking it and Ben's issue with that, right? And that they know that they banged, <laughs> they can see it. And then when, and then that leads to the walk that they have together, where they both admit how they, you know, missed each other and thought about each other a lot afterward. And it's just where they want to say it, but they're too afraid, but they, so they both kind of dip toes and then realize the water's good. And then they both kind of dive in. And then the stupid smirks on their face as they're saying it to each other. And then immediately goes to like, when they get back to the room, they just like are immediately making out. They're about (laughs) to do it again. (laughs) And it's just that whole, you know, a new thing is springing from this just that happiness and then the actual wedding itself and like they're taking pictures and uh, it just all looks cool as fuck in a really cool locale yeah the scenery throughout this movie was really catching my eye i don't know if a lot of good locales for these weddings yeah i don't know if any of them were actually filmed in hawaii but a lot of it looked like i mean it's the pacific coast anyway but a lot of it looked like Southern California, but either way, it was, oh God, it was making me like miss driving up and down the highways there and mm-hmm. going to vineyards or something or like, you know, spending a day in the redwoods or like driving to the coast and shit. Oh God. Yeah. Scenery was gorgeous. Absolutely. And then from there, it goes to the little sister's wedding and you meet Alice's mom. <laughs> Who I fucking love. I've seen her plenty of times before and I fucking love her. As an actress, she's great. Um, as a character, that mom was, that mom's tough. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, are there yeah. moms like that? Like I always thought my mom is a little, you know, in my business, but yeah. well, my mom wasn't as like overbearing or vocal, but you knew when she was disappointed about things, she would just have this like terse look on her face and like click her teeth. Oh yeah, like, kind of like how yeah, that Marge on the Simpsons, yeah. Marge on the Simpsons goes, hmm, you know, like yeah, my mom would go. And then, like, deep breathe through her nose. And you're just like, okay, she's pissed about something. That's My mom always cool. just took the the guilt the guilt trip route, which I she's if she ever fucking hears this, she's going to, like, she's going to slip my throat <laughs> for saying this. But yeah. she cut my tongue out and eat it. Um, <laughs> but she was always the, uh, the like, are you sure you want to do it that way? Or, um, you know, have you thought through this? And I think that was always my, like, complaint growing up was like mom just can you like can you just be happy about it for a second then judge me afterwards 
<laughs> can we not <laughs> please uh, yeah and so then also at that wedding nate texts alice and ben immediately gets jealous oh yeah that's when it so you know ben is going through all the feelings that someone who's just now in a relationship is going through just like the wait, mm-hmm. like, why would he text? have they been texting what okay like like there's so many things you want to ask and you want to know but at the same time you have to trust your partner and so he chooses to tell her about the text and then not have sex with her because they're in but mostly because he's thinking about the text, but he uses that the parents' house as an excuse. Yeah. And yeah. it's just immediately you're just like, oh no. Yeah. And then it starts you're unfolding. Not, yep. You're not you're you're looking for a way out. Like that is just what looking for a way out one on one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that made me cringe. That was like I was like, oof, God, I know this, I know this feeling. It's so uncomfortable. And yet we always fucking do it. We always put ourselves in that situation anyway. And you, you close up because you're like, you know what? There's a lot of uncertainties in my head now about this person that weren't there before. And I don't like that. And because it's another person, it's tough to control. So I'm going to do the easier thing and control my end of it, which means shutting them out, closing off. I can protect mm-hmm. and control my feelings. So fuck it. I don't want to. Uh-uh. Ugh. Yeah. And that's continues on to the next thing, which should be a fun situation when they go to the gay friends rooftop for their wedding weekend. That was so awkward. Yeah. And instead this little tiny argument about the gifts, about the curing. going like that's what we mean by real too is the fact that it was just a little tiny argument that continued to dig itself and be a little burrow yeah like neither person wanted to let it go like or at least alice wanted to let it go alice wanted to at first yeah yeah and then the fact that ben wouldn't let it go then alice didn't want to let that go and so it devolves and devolves. it just snowballs, man. It just snowballs. Yeah. It, it, you have so many opportunities to stop it. And, but whenever you're in that situation, f- fuck, it's hard. Yeah. Um, God, and this is why love is so leads, fucking hard, man. And that leads to a very real breakup. Yeah. Because it's, They've told us throughout the film what Ben does, and you're we're only a few weeks into this, and now he's found a way out. He's just not sure, like yeah, you know, with with his friends, his gay friends. That's easy. Like, look at them; it's easy for them. At some point, it should be easy for them, right? Oh my God! Yeah. And he doesn't get that you don't know things. 
And that's the whole bit of it. You're supposed to just jump in blind. Like, yeah, I think this might work. And he doesn't do that. Yeah, that whole... That was the summary that I, like... The moment he, like, got through that, I was just like, yes, that's 150% exactly how how to put it, how I feel. Like... You grow up with certain expectations, especially from his point of view, where like you see the first example of a broken relationship. And, you know, when you're young, like everything is black and white. So you assume, all right, if that's a broken one, I want this one over here, which is the exact opposite, which is perfect. And it takes a long fucking time to grow out of that expectation. You hang on to that for a long time. Yeah, and I thought it was fantastic performance in the scene by Maya Erskine as well as Alice, like where she was saying the she was like her dialogue came out very real, just like, no, don't fucking say this. Like, don't fucking. No, 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 you don't get to say that sort of thing. And she's just like, I'm here. I'm like, I'm here. Like, I want to love you. And it's just like. I, I mean, she says a lot of good dialogue in this, and I can't think of like one particular line because there's so many good lines that I liked. Yeah, there are a lot of really good ones. The, the whole dialogue all the way through was really solid. And yeah, and she. And he tries to pull this bullshit of not trying to hurt her like Nate did. And she's like, no, 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 no. Hurt me way worse. But he still keeps going. <laughs> and he loses her and then it leads to him going to weddings alone and being stupid and then he gets told by his best friend in another good dialogue and another good speech like you know when ben says oh that's the no that's the scene i'm thinking of never mind that's the summary i was referring to when yeah when his yeah he's telling his best friend like how he feels and like the expectations of relationships and all and of how that. it's just easy and how you just know. Yeah. And like, aren't you just supposed to know? <laughs> and now I find myself like, I thought I would just find the person and everything would be perfect and work out. And now I'm the one that's alone. Like what, what the fuck? Like he summarized it so perfectly. And then the friend summarized the response perfectly. Where he's like, what? So how do you know? Like, are you, are, are you in my head? Like, are you, like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Yeah. You but, just, you just, just gotta like run with something that feels right. Like feels right in the moment. And you feel a connection. You feel something on a deeper level. Run with it. And then. After that, he goes to that wedding with the flowers. We've talked about the speech he has outside the girls' room. And then on his way home, he has to go pick up his high dad. (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, Max and I, I was just like, dude, in 30 to 40 years, we're going to meet those guys. Oh man! Not even maybe twenty. Like we're gonna not even. Guess. 
are going to be the high ones, the high dudes. <laughs> it's just like, you're a grown ass man. Why are you still doing this? It's like, eh. um, whatever, man. Because it's cool and it's go, fun. Going to a golf course high as shit at night. <laughs> <laughs> that looked fun as fuck. Like doing something that like feels feels a little wrong like you obviously wouldn't do it normally yeah but at the same time like it's a it's a still kind of a safe place like you're comfortable with it and and then that whole leads to another fantastic scene which is the dad and the son having the conversation in the car yeah that is a good scene it's hilarious because obviously ed begley jr is doing some improv stuff that's making jack quaid like almost laugh and so you can see jack quaid's like trying not to laugh through most of that scene (laughs) but at the same time the dialogue there is like really good Um, it was pretty fucking funny like when he says why don't you like gina Tell me if you don't like Gina. And the way he just like forcefully said it out of nowhere, Jack Quaid like goes, I I I like her. And he like laughs as he says it. And it's like obviously this was like a take three or four. And Ed Bagley Jr. just decided to ask that way. Like he was just asking a different way as an actor. And it was like it caught him off guard. It just felt like that. Um and it was just things like that throughout the scene that made it enjoyable to watch. But then on top of that, there's just the whole, you know, the heart to heart about his feelings to his dad and his dad mm-hmm. reiterating everything. And it was just, that was a closure that was necessary for him to get Alice back. And then imagine getting that clarity and after taking your dad to Zap Burger to getting an <laughs> organic soy meat hamburger <laughs> that they cook with which lasers, is probably not real. <laughs> they cook with it's only taking surface streets and not the highway. Yeah, don't take the highway; take surface streets. Like that was <laughs> yes. that you know was fucking ad libbed. Yeah, exactly. And then imagine having that closure and dealing with all that. And once you drop him off, you get back to your place, and who's waiting there? But the woman you told that you you love literally a few hours ago outside of a girl's restroom, Alice. Yup. And I like how they what set you going to do about it? The movie too. Well, I love how they set that up in the movie too, where he's just like he's giving the best man speech. You think like, oh well, at least he's had closure with his dad, so he's going to move forward and everything else. And so he's giving the speech, and then he realizes. He's giving a speech to Alice and like asking for her approval. Right. And they do the flashbacks to show that he and Alice got back together. Right. Yeah. And I personally think the kiss of the film happens here. Okay. What about you? Do you go back to the graveyard or? No, I think, I think that's the kiss. Like, that's that's I think usually the type of kiss I gravitate towards to towards anyway, the like big yeah big gesture rom com ending kiss. Yeah, that's I, the one you're I talking about, right? This, 
Yes, I think this one they get it right, where she kisses him on the on the doors or on the doorstep. Like, yeah. I, like a lot of times, the ending kiss, I'm just like, eh, it's not as important as the first one. Like the first one's like the expression of feelings and everything else. That's usually the one that holds the most emotional real estate. Right. Like the big one at the end is more for just show and to look cool. This one, it felt like this one had a lot more emotion behind it because it was their admission of love. Yes. And it was after being broken up and after hurting so much and just overcoming that obstacle together and truly deciding to give it a go with someone that you know loves you and that you know you love them. Yeah. And yeah, that was much more feeling than you know, kissing a graveyard where you're like, I feel close to you right now. And I would like to bang you in amongst all these ghosts at this graveyard. And it even makes for, you know, a cool story kind of thing, but yeah. It's, Cooter's out. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> what? Cooter's out. <laughs> he was talking about my vagina. Yeah. I got that um, up to the third Cooter. <laughs> so I would give, honestly, I loved the kiss. So I'd give it an A. I'm trying to remember more of the context to help with my grade, but I'm struggling to remember a lot of things right now. (laughs) 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 I'm going to be real. Um, But from what I do remember, yeah, it was pretty fucking excellent. And you're right. You're totally right about the buildup. Like by having the buildup throughout the movie where we see their, we see their relationship evolve, their dynamic evolve, but it's not the typical dynamic that you see in rom-coms where they're building a romantic relationship. They're building a relationship, but it's a very, it's a very good friendship. And in this instance, that is the basis of their good relationship, their good romance in the movie. So you need that. And then to stave off the romance part of it through various stages of her admitting she like or loves him, but he doesn't reciprocate. He admitting it, but she doesn't reciprocate, you know, back and forth. Finally builds to the final kiss of them both, like you said, admitting it to each other, expressing love for each other, but also overcoming things mm-hmm. in their own lives as individuals. Yeah, I'd give it a I'd give it a I'd give it an A minus. I'd give it an A. I'd give it an A. It's solid. It's worthy of an A. And then, and then of course, speech is great at the end. A lot of good tidbits in it. And just overall, there's just so much about this movie I like. It's great in just a lot of places. It's not like, oh my God, it like... It doesn't have anything as spectacular as the direction of the architecture in Roman Holiday. Yeah. Like when you see it on screen, you you go, wow, like, oh, my God, like that's I you don't see things like that. Like, it's just like it stands the fuck out. But with plus one, it's just a lot of doubles, you know, it's yeah. like going to like a baseball reference. It's just a lot of doubles and like not a lot of home runs, yeah. but they're just constantly hitting doubles. Yeah. And it's not even singles, just doubles to like get in this scoring position right away. And so I, 
marry this film. I enjoy the hell out of it. Um, oh, what happens after ever after? I mean, they, I think they stay together. Um, and I think, I think the dad stays with Gita for the rest of his life, which is I like that. probably not that long. So. Jesus. I, <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Anyway, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think, I think this is going to be the first Renee style Mary for me. Like this, hey. this is a Mary, but I acknowledge that it's a Mary for me because like this movie fucking hit home on, on a personal level. Like I dug the shit out of it as a movie, but I also really liked all the like personal level connections to it. So I'd marry yeah. the shit out of it. Like, I can't wait to watch this again and like maybe take notes from Jack Quaid a little <laughs> bit. Like, like Ben, teach me how to overcome that shit and like loosen the fuck up enough to get out of your own goddamn way. Um, cool, cool sex. Cool sex. <laughs> um, Perfect. So I'd marry it. I'd marry it. Nice. Well, you can find our socials. Our Instagram is at bromancing the stone podcast, all one word together, bromancing the stone podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at bro, the stone pod, B R O T H E S T O N E P O D. I did not live tweet this, this film. I did put a tweet there, but like I forgot to live tweet it. It is what it is. I was enjoying the film. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, And then you can find me on Twitter at supermarket sweep without the E and super. So S U P R market sweep. And you can find my Instagram at Relusa88, and that's R-E-L-U-S-A-88. And then Max. On Instagram, you can find me at the Lionhearted, which is T-H-E period L-Y-O-N-H-E-A-R-T-E-D. And on Twitter, you can find me at the Lionhearted with an underscore, which is T-H-E underscore L-Y-O-N-H-E-A-R-T-E-D. Perfecto mundo. So it looks like <laughs> next week, we're going to do another baseball film, much like we did Bull Durham last year when baseball was supposed to come back until, of course, you know, the pandemic hit. But uh, this year, I believe baseball is going to be on time. Relatively. And yeah. we're doing. Yeah. And we're doing our fantasy baseball draft next Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably watch this beforehand and get into baseball mood. But we're going to do for love of the game which is a a joint choice. It's not Max's choice. It's a joint choice here. And it stars Kevin Costner and Kelly Preston. It's also got John C. Riley and Vin Scully, the legendary broadcaster for the Dodgers. And also it's not really calm. Yeah. The ROM has very little calm and a lot more mellow drum. But the baseball is really good in this film. And also there there are some comedic parts. It's it's it fits our I think it I think it fits our podcast the best. So therefore we went with that. We almost chose Major League, <laughs> but that would That doesn't even that that has all calm and no ROM. <laughs> exactly. 
I mean, it would have been like miscongeniality, except even more egregious. So yeah, at least that had like some element of a real relationship or not relationship, but dynamic in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, until next week, for the tens and tens of listeners, we love y'all and we thank y'all for listening. And we will catch you like a baseball (laughs) next week. Love you guys.